Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We are very, very excited to be broadcasting to you live and in person. And I'm waiting for my co-host to join me in the studio. Oh, here he is, riding over the horizon on his noble white steed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Just the Tips, the one, the only, bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> yes here we go james we're live how about <laughs> this <laughs> look at us we're live my friend oh my gosh this sounds dangerous it is dangerous i was actually worried that your horse had run into problems on the way into the studio today well it was a little behind we hit some traffic but that is the joys of live shows i guess i guess. take the risks <laughs> yes i guess <laughs> i guess so well we've got a lot to cover today and yes. I'm uh, and I'm glad that you did make it in. You probably want to step off your horse at this yeah, point. Yeah, if I yeah if um, I could just uh, hop down, that'd be good. Don't want to uh, yeah, chafe on good. the leather there. The saddle's yeah. a little uncomfortable. So, I mean, I won't go into the details too much. <laughs> right for those of you guys. Well, yeah, spare spare us too much information. I think we could deal without that. But I think what uh, what we're very excited about today is to be broadcasting live. Arguably the best business podcast in the entire world. Isn't that right, Dean? You bet it is. And uh, yeah, now there's no stopping us. I mean, we've got a whole hour here of live just the tips. I mean, who knows what could possibly happen? <laughs> we even have Doug as well. And he doesn't know this yet, but he'll be pulled on to the air in, you know, <laughs> from time to time. Yes. I mean, it, it would be rude not to, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so let's get to it. So we've got, uh, we've got a bunch of things that we want to cover today. But we don't call ourselves just the, the best business podcast in the world for no good reason. No. We have, we have a lot of legs to stand on. And I think one of the things that has been on my mind a lot lately is the power of your audience. And so I'll give, I'll give you guys a story. Over the last couple of years, I have been building kind of as a side business with some, with some partners, a e-commerce company, and we sell flowers. We sell roses. And uh, every, you know, Mother's Day and Valentine's Day are super big holidays for us. And this year, we had a spectacular result. And mostly because we have, over the last couple of years, built a really big list to be able to market to. And as everybody gets really excited about running, you know, paid traffic strategies and Facebook ads and Google ads and all these other things, I think one of the things that gets lost, Dean, is... What about your list? You know, the right. people the people that you're actually communicating with on a regular basis. And, uh, and so we had, you know, just a fantastic result this Mother's Day. Mostly because we relied on our list and less on, on paid traffic strategies. And so I thought one of the th cool things that we could talk about today is, one, how do, you even, how do you even grow a list, right? There's bound to be a lot of business owners out there right now listening who are pivoting, 
trying to figure things out with all the current craziness going on in the world. Maybe you don't have as much, you know, cash to go out and run paid ads or, you know, hire SEO experts or do all these other things. But if you have a list, you're always going to have people to talk to. And I think that's one of the, you know, sort of insurance policies on having a great business is making sure that you're constantly connected with and growing your, your audience. Yeah, hundred percent. I, uh, I think this is a fantastic topic to get into because I, you know, one of the things I can say, and then this is testament to exactly what you're saying here. Like any time I've um, been in sort of, you know, if, if, if we're going through a slow period, let's just say, let's imagine we're, you know, in the business is running, everything's great, but all of a sudden we run into some unexpected thing and things slow down. The thing that's always been able to generate revenue and, you know, keep the business highly profitable and successful is in the existing audiences that we've built, you know, every single time that is where the absolute untapped gold is within the business is finding out ways to further help and provide value to in some way to the existing audiences that we've built. And nothing will ever compare in my opinion, still to this day to that of having an email list that you have that relationship with. <laughs> there we go. Dropping gold there, so early there, on. There we go. The first tip of the day. <laughs> so no, in all, in all seriousness though, I think this is also one of the things that admittedly and almost embarrassingly, I completely got wrong for, I want to say the first five years of running my own companies. Wow. In, in what way? When you say wrong, what do you mean? Neglect neglecting my list, neglecting Ah. my audience, you know, it was, it was almost one of these things where you, you know, you create your site, you create your funnel, whatever it happens to be. And you're, you know, you're focused so much on getting eyeballs to that thing, you know, that, that product, that service, whatever it happens to be. And, you know, we were running, you know, paid Facebook ads mostly, but also doing some Google stuff as well. And, you know, the list kept growing and growing but most of my focus and attention was on the the traffic to the page instead of the people that were becoming part of my list and mm. and i don't i don't think i'm alone in that mistake no. as you know yada who uh who's my uh significant other runs a copywriting agency and i'm i must be a slow learner cuz i actually <laughs> am, am partners with somebody who runs a copywriting agency and has taken me a long time to be like, wait a second, like there, <laughs> there is so much value in communicating with the people that are on, on your list. Because I think a lot of us, and it sounds horrible to say, I think we kind of forget about them. And, and that becomes one of the most underutilized assets in your entire business is all of the money that you've spent on building that list. And then, and then you don't do really what you need to, to to monetize that and get a return out of it. And so when I say I, I felt like I did everything wrong, that's what I mean. I just kind of like neglected right. it. Yeah. And I think, I think you're spot on when you say like, you're not alone in this. I, I myself, I've, I've done that mistake and many others. Like I, I'm actually, uh, to be totally honest, I'm actually surprised that you're being that gracious with me. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I thought, frankly, you'd be like, yes, you are alone in this. <laughs> yes. You're the only fool that doesn't email his list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're completely alone and isolated. You are just this useless solo individual that nobody wants to be around. <laughs> All right. You really, you really took that a little bit. Okay. I took my moment. I, I, 
Yeah, I admit, I took a moment there. That was a personal <laughs> thing. That, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to bring my personal feelings to the professional show. Yeah. You know what? I'm not surprised, though. I'm not surprised. You're extremely unprofessional, so I shouldn't be shocked on this. <laughs> there we go. And for anyone that's listening for the first time, this is exactly what you can expect. This is why it's the best show in the world. You bet. You bet. But, um, but no, just getting back to it. You know what I think? I, I think it's important first to maybe like, talk about why, why that can actually happen. Because I think, I think there's a few reasons. Number one is pure like lack of awareness of actually following up and communicating with your list. Like you say, people can become so fixated on like how to get a new customer. You know, how do I get that new person through the door? You know, how do I get that customer? How do I make that first transaction that they then, you know, fail to realize that actually that should be, in my opinion, the most insignificant part of the business in terms of revenue and certainly a profit. And I think there's another element to this as well. I think one of the things is, especially when you're just beginning in business, and that can carry on for several years, if you don't get the right help and advice, is like a lot of times people don't know what to say or how also, to say it. Yes. And I think they're also worried about saying the wrong thing. So I think the natural default is to say nothing. So I think- Yeah, they are, they, you're absolutely right. They are worried uh, about saying the wrong thing or, or what to say, or I don't have anything to say. There's all these sort of, thoughts that go through your mind. And I, and like I said, you know, these are thoughts that have gone through my mind, but people came onto that list for some reason to begin with. So they must've thought you had something to say, but then we get worried like, Oh man, if I say the wrong thing, people are going to unsubscribe or they're going to hate me. Cause I haven't, I haven't said anything to them for so long. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think this is one of those good things, isn't it? That what do they say about a tree? The best time to plant it was like, 30 years ago or something. The next best time is like now. Yeah. So if you've been neglecting, you've got to get started, right? Yeah. So I guess, you know, if you're thinking about planting a tree, just go for it. That's what Dean is saying. Yes. Go plant a tree and then <laughs> send an email or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. While you're waiting for it to grow, send a bunch of emails. <laughs> well, the other, the other thing that happens actually reminds me of uh, when I was in college. I grew up in New York. And I went to Florida to go to college. And, you know, you're in college and you're, you know, studying and meeting new people and having a good time and all this other stuff. And so, you know, I, I probably didn't call home as often as I should have. And then when I would call home, it'd be like, oh my gosh, like you haven't called for so long. Like what's going on? Like blah, blah, blah. And, and it's weird because it's this, this strange thing. You, if you've gone too long without talking to somebody and then it's going to feel awkward to talk to them, you kind of don't want to talk to them even more. Yes. And I feel like that's what happens with your list too. Yep. You're like, uh-oh, I haven't talked to them for a while. And right. It's been too now, long now. I might as well walk away. Well, and that's, the, <laughs> that's, that's actually the crazy thing because one, one of the things that, that Yada's told me, some of her, her uh, people that she's worked with have told her, is they've literally deleted their entire list to start from scratch rather, oh. than, rather than going through the perceived pain of reaching back out and saying, Hey, here's what I'm up to now. They've been like, Oh my gosh, I'm so, I'm so sort of embarrassed about this. I'm just going to delete the whole thing and start from scratch. And that's like really, really wild idea. Yes. But I guess, I guess in, in, in the mindset of somebody doing that, that must be the easier option in a weird way. It's like, it's easier to press delete than to send that email and and say hi. (laughs) That's right. It feels less painful to do that than to to just be like, hey, here's what I'm up to now. 
And, and the crazy thing is like, if we talk about the numbers, you know, I don't know what everybody's, you know, cost per lead is, but I know that I'm pretty happy if I'm getting a lead for, you know, $3, $4, something like that. I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's pretty good. You know, if you have, you know, 5,000, 10,000, 25, 100,000 people on your list, and that's how much it costs to get each person on that list, that's an enormous asset right. sitting there to not make investments in and to not get any return on. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's a really, that's a really good way of putting it for people, I think, because I think that's one of the things sometimes people don't attach to their list is the cost it took to acquire. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of times, you know, we, 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 we just think about that, like we say, that initial sale, that initial transaction, how much did I pay to get a customer? And, you know, does that work? Then we forget that there's all these people that, that bought that first thing that they would definitely want something more from you, especially more so if they uh, obviously enjoyed what they got the first time around. So it's, uh, yeah, a real important piece. Yeah. I mean, cause you could have tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands mm. of dollars invested in your list. Like if you hadn't built that list using paid traffic strategies or any other traffic strategy for right. that matter, cause there's no free, everybody likes to talk about free traffic, but there's, you know, it's, it's either you pay for it or you build mm. relationships or whatever. Yeah. And everything takes time and money. And it so you has a cost, it all has a cost. And so you're sitting there potentially with this asset that, you know, had you not invested in that, you'd have the equivalent amount of cash sitting right. somewhere. Yep. And, and you wouldn't just be like, Oh, forget about that cash. I don't like that cash. <laughs> I hate money. I just hate it. Like, forget yeah. it. I'm just going to like, I'm going to delete that bank account that has a hundred thousand dollars in it. Said right. nobody ever. <laughs> Sometimes I just walk into my garden and just burn money. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No, I've no seen point you. having it now. Right. And that's the reason why you, you guys listening should tune into Dean's Insta story so you can see him burning his cash like, like Heath Ledger as the Joker in one of the Batman movies when he lit all those piles of money on fire. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, man. But that's exactly what it's like. So, so a couple of things that I want to like dig into today because I, mm. like, I feel like we kind of set the preframe for, yes. for this, right? But one is, you know, there's, there's, there's bound to be people listening right now who have a list and really aren't doing much with it. And we can kind of share some things with them. But there's also people who are not sure how to create a list in the first yes. place. And so we're talking about, okay, you've got this super big asset in your business, or you should create this super big asset in your business. And I think people are probably going to be in, you know, one of three categories. They don't have a list or they have a, a small list and they want to grow it. They have a list that, they're afraid to talk to kind of like when I was in college or three, you already have a list and you're doing an okay job, but you think you could do better. Right. right. And I, and I don't know, maybe there's a fourth category, but if there is, I haven't thought of it. Yeah. There, there is a fourth category and that is you're doing everything perfectly right. But if we find, if we find more than maybe two people in there, I'd be stunned. I would be shocked too. <laughs> cause I, cause I'm talking about, you know, we, we're talking with very, well-established, mm -hmm. sophisticated business owners who are still not doing everything right. And there's good reason for it. Because as a business right. owner, there's like how many gazillion things that you need to get done. Mm. The odds of you doing everything right are infinitesimally small. Right. Yeah, of course. Never going to happen. I mean, the only person that happens for is Dean. 
obviously. Right. I was, I was about, you, you jumped in first. I was just about to say, of course, you are perfect. Well, not me, but Doug. Doug is. Doug, so the, yes. Doug, our producer, does everything right, which is why he's here. <laughs> but okay, so let's, so let's break things down in, for those three categories. So if you're somebody who doesn't have a list right now, or you have a smaller list and you want to grow your list, let's talk about the ways to do that. Like, how do you actually get people on your list? What Ooh, do you think? Good question. Big question. Yeah, big question. this is a big question. This is, this is not just the fluff, Dean. <laughs> we, we, you were expecting some tips, right? I'm expecting some tips, damn it. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, good, good question. So I guess, I guess conceptually, like the, the overall of what we're getting at is you need to offer something of value in exchange for that contact information. It has to be something that's deemed valuable enough for that person, for your target market to be willing to trade that contact information. I think I, just while we're actually at this piece, like this is one thing that I think I, I think deserves and warrants like a bit of focus. I think a lot of people underestimate like the value in somebody's email list to that person, to the actual person you're asking it from. You know, mm -hmm. it is a personal bit of information, you know, and I think when you understand that, you know, you're asking for somebody's personal contact information. I mean, it's not quite as intimate as maybe a telephone number, but it is still nonetheless a direct line of communication to that person. And people are quite protective. And, you know, just as you have, James, I've been in business a long time now. And, and I've personally seen over the last 10 plus years that actually people are even more protective today than they were. Yeah, it's because, it's because people who don't know how to actually build a real relationship with their list are spamming the hell out of everybody. And you're just like, oh my gosh, if I give this person my details, they're going to sell it to a hundred other people. And then I'm going to get offers about God knows what in my inbox. And then I'm, I'm not even going to want to go in there anymore. Right, exactly. So with good, with good re I guess all that to say, with good reason, yes. people have become more protective of their information. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's the, that's the, that's a big thing to understand right up front is that you're requesting this, you know, private personal information from somebody, you know, make sure that the exchange of value is enticing. They've got to want to genuinely receive it. And I mean, to the point of one of the things that I observe today is a lot of people, if the thing's not like so desirable, it's kind of just a bit desirable to them you might find that people pop in a lot of false information. They just pop in a fake email just to access that thing, to take a look. They kind of think it seems okay. But if yeah. you can find something that's like so valuable to that person, so enticing, so intriguing and interesting, you know, that's where you're going to get that actual information and they then want to hear from you. And I think this is, this is one of the things when it comes down to building your list that we'd be stupid to ignore especially in this day and age is that, you know, you need people to want to hear from you because right. if not, then you're going to pay all this money for nothing anyway. You know, yeah. it's really not about the biggest audience in the world. It's about having an audience that wants to listen to you, that, that you've nurtured, that you even stand a chance of nurturing a relationship with, you know, if we're going to, we're going to talk about on this show, then once you've got a list, how to communicate, well, let's first address the fact that, communicating is no good if people aren't interested in hearing from you in the first place. Yeah. And, and, and so that you might be thinking, okay, well, how, why would anybody be interested in hearing from me or hearing well, what you I have? Personally, I don't. I, <laughs> I know. I never hear from you again. If I'm honest, I, we could mute you 
And just, I'd, I'd rather just be having a one-sided, silenced conversation here. I just want to say things and hear nothing, if I'm honest. Just nothing well, back. Well, as we know, you do talk to yourself the vast majority of the week. So, yeah, I know we're not probably not supposed to say it on the air, but your therapist said it was good for you to talk to somebody else every now and then. And so, here I am. So, this is my <laughs> There we go. This is therapy. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's the right. Therapy. This, is, this is not a show about business or anything. Really just... <laughs> really just trying to help Dean, you know, sort of find his way in the world <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and cope, you know, I think, that, and that's okay. That's okay, Dean. <laughs> Thank you. I feel at ease. Yes. I, I feel, I feel that at ease that we can now just continue forwards. Everything is going to be okay. <laughs> I am a strong, confident woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is like, why would people want to hear from you? Here's the, here's the thing. This is like the fundamental thing in marketing and sales and business, for that matter. People do not care about you or your idea. What they care about is what it can do for them. Yeah. What's in it for me? What's That's in what it for asking, me? Right. That's right. And, uh, and I got some interesting new terminology from that, uh, from that class I'd taken at Harvard Business School. And the burlesque the, one. The, yeah, that's all right. That's right. <laughs> the burlesque one that you and I did together. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's for an entirely different episode. Okay? <laughs> right. Tune in next week. But the idea was, what is the job that needs to be done? Like, what mm -hmm. does the customer, what is the job the customer needs to be done, right? What are they hiring you for? And so, if you're trying to get somebody's email address to build the list, you've got to take a step back and say, okay, who is the person that I'm talking to, right? Mm. I think most, I think everybody's guilty of this at some stage, but I think it's more pronounced in early stage businesses with early stage entrepreneurs is people fall in love with their own idea. Mm. And they're like, oh man, like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this? Or wouldn't it be cool if we could do that? And, and the answer is like, yeah, maybe, I don't know, but will people want it? Will they pay for it? And it depends. Right. It's kind of like you, you really, really need to figure out who is my person, right? right. Who is the, yeah. the ideal person that I want to work with and, and have as my customer. Mm. And then from there, it's easier to say, okay, well, what is the job that that person needs to do? Right. And what's the result that this person needs? And then you, when you start crafting something around the solution to that job that that person needs to do, the, the problem that that person is having, then you can actually start getting somewhere because they're going to want to hear from you, not because it's you. They're going to want to hear from you because you are the fastest way to help them solve the problem that's going on in their world. Right. Yes, exactly. I think that, that you, you mentioned something there about like, what is the challenge they're facing? I think that, that, that's a really, really key part for people to consider, isn't it? Because I guess, I guess we could simply say that the more painful the challenge or the worse, the more severe the challenge, however you want to term it, the more enticing your solution would be if it solved that problem, right? If it presented yep. a solution to that thing, the more painful that thing is that you're aiming to provide the solution for, the more enticing it will be for that person you're targeting. Exactly. Exactly. Is it like, you know, something that, ah, uh, you know, maybe that would be nice. It'd be nice if I could figure that out at some point. Or it's like, oh my God, if I don't get this figured out right now, I'm screwed. Right. Right. Definitely. And, and depending on what your, you know, depending on your product or your service or whatever, it might fall 
anywhere on that spectrum and you can mm. sell anything on that spectrum, but you've got to, you've got to approach it in the same way as not just the, the feature or the thing, but the benefit that somebody's going to get out of it. So I think sort of one other, one other tip that we should share here is that whatever you're doing to build your list in order to get somebody's contact information has to have some benefit associated with it yes. that solves a current problem or pain that that person is having. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you can, I think this is where like the research on the person understanding the pains and try and find that most painful thing and present a really appealing solution to that in exchange for the email. And there you go, you should be underway. Yeah. And I'll, I'll give, I'll give an example from, uh, from one of my companies. So we've got a company that does consulting to help entrepreneurs become more effective CEOs and put systems in place and grow their business and, you know, establish a team and all these other things. And we've had a, uh, a, a thing running for gosh, Dean, I don't know, two or three years at this point. And it's, it's simple and it's very, very mm. basic, but it's, how to turn your executive assistant into an operations rock star to help you scale your business. Really? Oh, wow. There you go. Right. It just, it's a little cheat sheet, gives them like some super valuable tips on how to do that. And we've had 50, 50 to 60% conversion on that. So every, right. every single person who hits that page, 50 to 60% of them give us uh, give us our email so we can follow up with them later. And it's, it's not a big, gigantic thing. It's a small, specific thing mm -hmm. that we know people who we want to work with are likely to be interested in because it helps them solve a problem of how to scale their business, how to make the most of the people that are on their team, stuff like that. Yeah, and I think, I think this would be a really important thing for people listening to, to really hone in on, on what you've said. If you just take that example of, you know, the, the headline that you just read out, what is that big thing that you're offering? Like you can, you can pull away from that. Can't we? Like, as I'm, as I was listening to you say that to me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is very clearly for a very specific type of person. This is not for, you know, somebody just starting out as a solo entrepreneur and they're, you know, in their kitchen, you know, this is for a very specific type of person. I think that's one thing that people should really hone in on and, and take away from what you just shared. You can draw the, your own tip from that if you like you know because we we said get clear on the who and then see how that offer that thing you're presenting that value proposition see how that connects closely with the pain that that ideal person is currently experiencing and to me what you've just presented there james you know it's clear for a specific person at a specific stage in business yep. and also with a very specific challenge so that when you can combine those like it, it's no surprise you're getting the result yeah yeah and 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 but if I didn't know who my person was, yeah, it'd be very difficult to come up with something like that. And so, you know, number, number one in building and expanding your list is it's not just about, like we've said, it's not just about having a list. It's about creating a list of people mm. who are likely the type of people that you want to continue to work with and, and develop that develop that relationship with. So really just start with who is the person that I want to be talking to. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody, uh, you know, if, you, you know, I, I guess as we're having this conversation, James, every little element that we're touching on here or every tip could really open up its own whole line of shows here. 
So, yeah. I mean, like, in, you know, people might now have the question, well, how do I even, like, how do I know? So just very quickly before we move on, one thing I'll say on this, because I actually, uh, this was the premise, wasn't it, James, of the, my presentation a couple of years ago at uh, Funnel Hacking Live. It was really centered around the fact that for several years in, in you know, my main company, we were attracting the wrong type of customers sort of unconsciously. And that only right. became evident, you know, once the business really scaled, to, you know, very successfully, all of a sudden it became highly evident that, that we'd attracted a lot of the wrong customers with our messaging. And you so would say that the, you, had, you had the wrong customers swimming in your ocean. Exactly, exactly. And it was getting... It was, <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I, I totally well, no, just that's my to... customers coming back <laughs> these are the wrong customers run no! <laughs> <laughs> get away with your chargebacks <laughs> that's right <laughs> oh my god no, I, I really just want to play that sound effect the whole yeah well, we managed to get we managed to get that in i, I needed to crowbar it in okay there we go so like one of the, the the biggest tip that i could give just on this aspect alone is to just simply, if you have a bit of confusion over like, well, who is that ideal person? What, how can I devise that? How do I come up with that? Is to just reverse engineer what you have. You know, so your ultimate end goal is not to capture the email of your target person. Your ultimate end goal is to sell that solution that you're offering, that core thing that right. you want to actually sell. So if you consider like, you're not considering who's the perfect person to join my list. You're considering who's the perfect person for my solution. For my products, for my service, whatever that thing is that you ultimately do want to sell to those people that join your list. So if you consider that person and you reverse engineer from there towards the person you want to attract onto your list in the first place, that should really, really help. You know, so yeah. don't, don't want anyone to sort of get fixated on, well, who's the perfect person to opt in on my list? No, you need the perfect person that wants to purchase your product because you want those people on your list in the first place. That's who you need to attract. Yeah, you want, ideally, you want to attract a list of your ideal customers. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Of, of which not all of them are ready or have bought from you yet. And that's okay. Hmm. But if you were to say, okay, if I had a room full of 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 people of my ideal customer, what would that room be filled with like who would those yes. people be that's like that's who you want to attract just because they don't buy right away doesn't mean that they're not your ideal customer right exactly exactly yeah. you got it you nailed it i mean we that is quite possibly like 30 minutes now already of just just absurd tips they're just free-flowing now it's just ridiculous i mean if you guys if you guys need to like you know, pause, do some jumping jacks or something to like, <laughs> like let all this settle. It's right. understandable. Replace it's okay. the notepad, if you will. Yeah. There's smoke coming from people's notepads. The, uh, the, the one thing I guess is most people aren't in their cars right now. Otherwise they'd be swerving and there'd be accidents. Right. Be yeah. We single-handedly really responsibly for closing down countries right now. I know. I'm so glad. Entire we Entire road have, networks just gone. Just clogged. People just <laughs> stopping saying, oh my God. I can't believe how my mind has been blown so far. <laughs> well, I have actually heard some talk that, uh, you know, this entire global situation may have been engineered purely so more people could tune into this show. I mean, I don't know if it's too soon for things like that, but. Well, there are a lot of conspiracy theories going around, but that right. does seem to be the strongest one. I think that's the most believable. It's the only one that really adds up, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sometimes I talk so much garbage, I start believing my own words. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why your therapist put me here, so that we can keep things in checks and checks and balances. Um, okay, so, so we've covered the getting people on the list. Getting people on the list, and here's here's like one or two other things, real quick, before we move on. the The way that you go about getting them on the list, it's it's more about the message and the problem that you're solving than how the page looks or how well it's designed or anything else like that. I think a lot of, a lot of people get hung up on, Oh man, but you know, my, I, I don't know how to build a website or my page is ugly or this or that or the other thing. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you solve a problem for somebody, that's a genuine problem for them. They will not care how ugly your page is. Right. Like yeah. they won't. And so don't, don't stress about that. You can polish things up later, but solving a genuine problem for your person is, you know, is the number, is the number one thing, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I've got, I've got countless, countless case studies of that. You know, like most people would look at most of my websites and be like, you can't be using this surely, you know, cause it, people have this perception. It's all about the look of the aesthetics. And I'm not saying those things don't help. Don't get me wrong, but. They're not the uh, the most important, at least in my opinion. Well, they're not. I don't think I agree with you. So. There's a whole brigade of listeners that just tuned out that are like, no, "That's fine. That's fine. No, this stuff's the best, and that that stuff's the most important in the world." <laughs> I mean, they 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 complement each other, but given given the choice, do I have a beautiful mm. page with like gorgeous designs with unclear messaging that doesn't help me know what the problem that you're solving for me is, or, or do I have a boring, plain, mm. possibly even ugly page that has perfectly dialed in messaging that helps communicate exactly how you're going to solve my problem every single time the second one is going to get more people. Right. Yeah. Every single time. hundred percent. Not even a question. It's not even a question, Dean. It's barely even a word. <laughs> okay, so now the people are on the list. Now, now what are we going to do? Right? Like this this is the question. Um, well, so I think nothing, right? That's the, Right. Well, that's that you would think that's the standard operating procedure that most people are taking right now is to say, okay, they're on the list. Now let me go get more people on the list and forget about the ones that I just got. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Oh dear. But we've all done it. That's why we can talk about it now. So. I know. I did it for years. <laughs> that, yep. that was my my guilty open admission that I had at the very beginning of the show. So, <laughs> Sometimes I do it right now just to be naughty. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, you know what? I'm not gonna talk to that person. <laughs> I'm not gonna send an email today. <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting that we're talking about this because um, so last week, Yada had the chance to do a new course with Russell Brunson over at ClickFunnels called List Building Secrets. Nice. And, and in preparation for that, we kind of worked through the frameworks. One, we've already talked about some of the list building stuff, but now we'll talk about once they're on the list. And it turns out there's really like, there's really four different types of campaigns that Every, every business owner needs to be deploying in their business in order to maximize the asset value of the list. And the first one, it's, it's just like when you hear it, it's crazy to think that we don't do it 
but most of us don't do it. If you, if you met somebody and somebody's like, Hey, Dean, this is James. James, this is Dean. I mean, our relationship's a little weird, so we might not follow normal convention, <laughs> but, but most people, you know, if you met at a, an event or a cocktail party or, you know, whatever, mm. you'd be like, Oh, okay. Hey, I'm so-and-so like, you know, you'd tell somebody about yourself and you'd ask them about themselves, right? You'd kind right. of find out a little bit about them. In, in the online email world, what do we do? Drop somebody into a list and we, we don't even think about introducing ourselves. We're just like, <laughs> we're just like, oh, that's it. You're here. I'm out of here later. And, uh, and so the first, the first campaign really is what's called a warm-up campaign. And the warm-up campaign is specifically designed help people understand who you are, what you value, how you're going to help them, why you're qualified to help them, mm. all these different things, right? Like you need to set a context for the relationship that you're going to have with the people on the list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, yeah. And I think, I think what, what I've liked with how you've said that is how you presented it. Cause it, I have a quite a simple mind. So to put it in a way that I can understand is like, you're absolutely right. You would not walk up to someone or meet somebody that for the first time you've been introduced to, and just stand there silent or walk away without actually continuing, would you? No. So why would no, you, you do that? This is just the same. Like, for, just, just consider it's the same relationship, but we have a world between us that we can connect through the internet. Yeah, exactly. We're just, we're facilitating a higher volume of relationships, mm. but it doesn't mean that we yeah. should change the entire paradigm of relationship and start just being weird. Right. It would be very weird <laughs> if I walked up to you at the party and I shook out my hand to say hi and you shook my hand and then just turned around and walked away. Right. Or unless, unless I happen to join a new network marketing program, in which case I would have slid conveniently my business card into your hand <laughs> at that point. <laughs> or, or worse, you would have just said, hey, I have something to sell you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let me just sell you something. The second, how many times? have you met somebody? And it's just like, it's so funny because in, in like, when you make this analogy between the real world and the online <laughs> world, you start to, you start to really acknowledge how dysfunctional we become behind the computer. Right? Right. Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and the bizarre way we speak to people. <laughs> yeah, abs absolutely bizarre. Cause you're at this cocktail party. Somebody introduced you, shake out your hand. You're like, hi, I'd like to sell you my thing. Do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? <laughs> it's going away. It's going away. Yeah. I'm walking away in 30 seconds, 29, 28. And then you're just like, what is happening right now? Like the things that we do online would literally cause somebody to just get thrown out of an event in person. <laughs> oh, indeed. Indeed. In fact, I, uh, I think it was one of our friends, Peng Jun. Have, have you seen that video of his where he, he almost does a, a funny presentation of this type of thing. He walks into a house of people with like a, a megaphone and he's like, Hey, oh, you yeah. stop. Yes. <laughs> do you want to buy this? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to like, buy my what thing is going on here? But that's how people are online. No, it is. It is how people. So, so, so let's, let's like, let's take all of the social etiquette that we've learned in person, hopefully, <laughs> and apply that to how we're communicating and having an interaction with people online. And what yeah. would we do? we would create a situation in which we could get to know them and they could get to know us and help them understand that they're in the right place if they're that type of person. Yeah, 100%.
So, right. Uh, and that's lightness. And that's the warm up. That's the warm up campaign. Right. And for, so, so after you've gone through all of the work to get somebody on the list. Hey, can I, wh- so just before we move on, like, how, is there a, can we give any kind of timeline on this piece of the campaign? Is there any kind of, or is it just different for everybody? Like, no, this, so there's, on- so, so there's, uh, so there's six, six core emails that go out as part of this warm up campaign for the first six days that you're, uh, that you have somebody on your list. And the first one is, okay, okay who you are, All right? So I'm, I'm Dean Holland. I, uh, I used to raise parakeets when I was a young boy. I, they all <laughs> killed each other. Then I got into burlesque dancing and now I'm an internet marketer, right? Something I, like that. I was almost about to say true story, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've never been an internet marketer. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing all right so day one so day one's who you are day two what do you do okay right and 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 if you think about this these are the exact same types of things that you'd be talking about with somebody when you meet them right okay right all here's right. Yeah, hey, that makes sense here's who i am oh and what's the next question oh what do you do oh well i'm glad you asked here's what i do right yep, yep. then yep. uh then the third third day is going to be a little bit about how you do it Okay, so we've got this really unique, interesting way of doing X, Y, Z, right? Okay. Like, you know, with, with, uh, with your cosmetics e-com yep. company, right? Like, it's like, oh, here's how we do. Oh, we have, you know, this uh, proprietary blend of bristles on our brushes, and they do this and that and the other thing. And so it's helping people understand how you're different and how you stand out in the okay. world. Okay, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, and then day four is... Tell them about your background. Like you weren't born knowing that. What's the story? Like, how did you learn that? How did you come across this? How did you develop your unique way of doing something? Mm, right. Okay. And everyone, and everyone has that story. You right. know, it, it doesn't even matter what you're selling. There's a reason why you're selling it. You, you know, you thought it was a cool opportunity because you saw a problem in the market. You had like in, in my case, you know, helping people with systems and growth is because I had the problem myself and I had to solve it for myself. And then I realized a lot of other people had those same problems, right? Mm. There's everybody has a, has a story and, and it's important to communicate that because it helps you become real, helps you become human. Yeah. Yeah. What I, what I love about what you've just said for, for people to think about, like, consider this, like, as I was just listening to you lay out, you know, what those days were to me, it almost felt like you're, you're just naturally answering the next question that might arise in the, in the mind of the person reading. You know, so you said like day one, it's just like, well, who, I, who, who am I? You know, like introducing yourself almost and letting them know whose list they're on, you know, and, and what you're about, those things. And then you, as you went on, so it was almost like, well, here's who I am. Well, okay, what do you have for me? Oh, here's, here's this thing. I, oh, okay, well, what makes that different? You know, so it's almost like your emails were addressing that next question that the person might ask. I'm guessing, was that deliberately planned out or did I just, is my genius just too far in advance in the future? Your genius, it can't even be contained. Right, there we go. I knew this would happen again. Live yeah. as well. This, ah, I can't contain it sometimes. I, I apologize no, to the listeners. I really do. Well, it's also, why, it's also why we had to do a live show because your genius just couldn't be contained on a, on a podcast. You know, it had to right. be going live yeah. out into the airwaves in the rest of the world. Yeah, twice as long and twice as dangerous. <laughs> twice so as long and 10 times as dangerous <laughs> let's not kid ourselves yeah, um, indeed so there so so that's so that that's day four how you learned it and day five is helping them understand that they're in the right place who do you do it for right yeah right yeah like you, yeah 
you need to give people that orientation. It's like when you get on an airplane and you're sitting there and they're like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is the flight going to Kazakhstan. You'd be like, wait a second. I am on the wrong plane. (laughs) Like I'm not supposed to be going to Kazakhstan or whatever. You got to let people know that they're in the right place. And so they can, they can feel comfortable. They can start to feel settled. They can feel like, okay, no matter what's going to happen after this, this is going to be relevant to me because this is the mm. type of place that I'm in. Right. Yeah, you definitely. Know? Definitely. And, and, that's, and that's similar to, you know, going to any live event. You know, there's, there's, there's live events that are, you know, to help you learn this. There's live events that are for, you know, accountants. There's live events for real estate agents. There's live events for all these different things. And if you just went to, you know, uh, an unbranded, unknown live event and you're sitting in the room, you're like, who are the other people in here and why am I here? Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. So you have to have to help them. And then the last thing is, you know, who you do it for, but then you can say, how, how can I do it for them? Right. Okay. okay. How, can, yeah. how can I help you? And so, the, so that's the, that's the gist of the warm up campaign is to answer those questions and give people the orientation that they're in the right place and that you're here to have a relationship with them and you understand them you understand the challenges that they're going through. They can relate to you because they understand why you're doing it and all those things. And it makes, it makes the whole relationship actually a relationship instead of just like a churn and burn type of mentality. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm guessing, like, I, I don't want to jump ahead here, like, or, or destroy anything else you're going to go into here with these, but it's really just thinking out loud, I, <laughs> I imagine if somebody's listening and they've built an email list and they've done the cardinal sin that we spoke of earlier and that's never communicate with them, I imagine somebody could just start with, a, with this new sort of welcome campaign, couldn't they? Yeah, so there's actually a, another campaign for, for that type of scenario. Ah, okay, okay. So this, this, is, you know, this is the campaign that you'd have if you are, you know, just like a brand some, new subscriber. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine, imagine like two roadways converging into one, right? Mm, You know, you've got like two, two on-ramps and on both on-ramps, the audience is cold on one on-ramp are the people who have never been on your list before. And so you use this warm-up campaign to get them on the list. And on the other on-ramp, they're cold because you've been neglecting them. I see. Yeah. So we're separating. Okay. So we're separating a little bit. The other one is called the subscriber reviver campaign. And the and the subscriber reviver campaign is this is actually what we should have, we honestly we should have just had Yacht on the show today. Well, well maybe we can. Maybe we maybe we dig into that on another show. Maybe we should. Yeah, I think I think that would be a good a good thing cuz there cuz we can go into significant detail on that, but really that that is like a three a three email campaign that warms them back up and says, "Hey, I'm back. This is what I've been up to. This is why I'm excited." And this is one I want to share with you. It's not, hey guys, I'm so sorry that I've I've neglected you. (laughs) Right. I just feel so bad about myself. Like nobody wants to read that. Because like probably if it's been a while since you've messaged them, they may or may not remember who you are to begin with. And then if you're just coming right out of the gate with all this like guilt and shame, you'd be like, oh my God, who's Debbie Downer here? I need to unsubscribe stat. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. But alternatively, you know, if you are like just going back to the real world, right? If you had, you have, you've had friends 
And it happens to the best of us. We, we move on to other things. We focus on things or whatever. And we may temporarily lose touch with people. Mm. When we get back in touch with them, it's like, oh my gosh, like, here's what I've been up to. Here's, yeah. you know, here's what I want to share with you. Here's what I've been doing, like all these different things. And here's how it can help you. That has a completely different tone than the whole, mm. I'm going to, I'm going to just like lay, like <laughs> lay, lay the guilt on myself super thick <laughs> and right. make us all uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like nobody wants yeah. that. It's just kind of, it's yeah. awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right like because if you if you ran into a good friend at at an event or a party or something and all they did the entire time was apologize for not keeping in touch with you yeah you'd be like oh, all right that's over already like, <laughs> yeah you'd be like all right what else do you have to say nothing i'm just i'm just yeah. i'm just so so sorry yeah well now i kind of wish you never got back in touch anyway and go away <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, like, oh, maybe this is why I unsubscribe. Like, that is one thing that would be really nice in the real world if you were talking to somebody and you were just like, oh my gosh, like, I really don't want to talk to this person. If they just had like a little unsubscribe button above their head, (laughs) you could hit the unsubscribe button and they just go away. Like, yeah. that would be amazing. So there are some things that are better online. Than yes, the this real is world. true. There we go. It, you know, our first live show, we've made real life discoveries. We have, we have, this is, this is real time. <laughs> and, and so, so I guess just to, you know, kind of get things to the point where, you know, people can take some actions with this, hmm. depending, depending on that situation, you're, you're building a list and we've talked about that. You're warming them up. Once they get on the list, you have a cold list and you're reviving them. And now they're, they're kind of coming off of these, uh, these, these two roads that, that were cold and merging onto this one highway where now they feel reconnected with you and they feel like they know they're in the right place and all these other things. And then at that point, it is okay to make them an offer. Right. right? Yeah. It is okay because ultimately this is a, this has got to be a two way, a two way thing. And when you're, when you're investing in your list, then you should expect to get rewarded for that. You should expect to be able to get, you know, dividends from right. that investment. And I think that's, that's one of the interesting things to me with all of this is that once you start seeing your list as an investment, mm. it kind of, for me, it, it puts things in a more, I mean, you know me well enough to know that I, you know, I'm ROI driven, outcome driven type of person. Right. And so annoying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that list was done. Was it? Sorry. I didn't realize. No, no, no. Just, you know, you want to say things like that. Just make sure you mute yourself. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have enough time to go over the list. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll be a second show. <laughs> and a third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and now it's episode 62 of all the things that Dean finds annoying about Jade. <laughs> Just like on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see how many of our one listeners remain after, right. uh, after you do that. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but the, the whole, the whole point is now, now you've earned the right to mm. make a withdrawal from that bank account, right? You don't, you, if you don't have any money in your bank account, you don't expect to be able to withdraw money from your bank account. Mm, right? I, that's a good way of looking at this. And, and if you're not making these investments in the relationship that you have with your list, why do you expect to be able to make a withdrawal from that, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the things that, that Yada said that I really like is that many entrepreneurs have their, their lists are like in overdraft. 
like they're overdrawn, mm-hmm. you know, because they've yes. either neglected them and then after neglecting them, they've, they've tried to make withdrawals and all these other things. And people are just kind of like people, you know, this is the thing, like people aren't stupid. People, people know that you're really there to help and have a relationship or they know you're just there to like, you know, kind of fly by night and turn and burn. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I would say one, one interesting thing, like, I think, I think the thing we all have to understand is a lot of time when somebody just does join your list, you don't have the good fortune of that person already having a relationship or even an awareness of you. You know, this might be a complete stranger at this stage. And depending on what industry you're in, in fact, I've seen this across probably every industry I've been involved in from beauty to coaching, everything is like people before they know you and have the chance to get to see what you're about. I think they're naturally looking for a reason not to trust you and not to listen because they've been so many people, you know, in the context of of the topic we're discussing here, so many people have mistreated them as a subscriber through bad practices and all kinds of things that they've been exposed to and gone through as an experience that unfortunately that carries through to them now being on your list. And you've probably never done them wrong before. You never would. You're a great person that wants to do right by your audience. But unfortunately, not everybody operates in that way. And so you, once you understand that, you know, because I think a lot of times we get wrapped up in our own world, don't we? You know, I've been guilty in the past of thinking, you know, why do people leave these comments of, you know, questioning my credibility on my Facebook ads or on our advertising online? And, you know, there's a little piece of me, admittedly, when I first started experiencing those things in business, I used to think, this shouldn't be happening to me. I've, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've got one of the best reputations in the entire world in this industry. Why are you questioning me like this? And it makes you stand back and realize, well, no, you have this reputation and this relationship and credibility with the people that have been exposed to what you do. Right. But for those that haven't, they're naturally, potentially, more than likely bringing some jaded bad feelings, some bad experiences from previous things they've gone through. And now you are in a position where you can change that perception with you. And so I think like all these things you're saying, I I can just see how effective it is. So it's, uh, you're, you're delivering the tips, my friend. Well, only, only because, you know, I've, I've been involved in, uh, you know, the, the business that Yacht is in and, you know, seeing, seeing the incredible results, like people who go from 10% open rates to 40% open rates, people getting like 70 plus replies, not clicks, not click throughs, like actual replies to emails within an hour. Mm. uh, Some, some lady who went through Yada's subscriber Viber challenge recently had a list of 500 people and sold a $9,000 program without ever getting on the phone with anybody. Wow. Like the result, like when you create real relationship, the results are phenomenal. And so, you know, so, so after you've gone through those things and you've, you know, you've done the right thing, then you can sell people stuff. But I think the one caution there is what do you do on an ongoing basis? And that's, that's called the investment campaign. And that's where you stay in touch with them. And that's where you, you know, you add value and you talk about what's new and you talk about what can help them and all these different things. And that's an ongoing, ongoing thing. We recently had a really interesting case study around that. I won't, I won't say their names, but uh, somebody that you would know was sending out their investment campaign on a regular basis, and they were getting sales off of one of their core programs without even asking for the sale. Like, it was crazy. 
Wow. And, and then they got really busy and they stopped sending out the investment campaign and those sales just dried up. And then they were like, oh my God, that's what the problem is. We forgot to continue to send out our investment campaign. And they, they opened it back up and the sales took off again. And so it's just, it, it is about treating your relationship like a real group of people. And, um, and I'll just, because we talked about this whole time, I might as well just say, if anybody listening is interested to actually figure out the right way to warm up the list, the right way to do all these things, you can go to subscriberreviver.com. And there's a uh, really awesome challenge there that walks you through kind of step-by-step how to do everything. So subscriberreviver.com and you can learn some of the things that we've been talking about here. But before we go today, Dean, what else? What other parting shots or thoughts do you have before we wrap up today? Well, I think nothing, nothing more further to add because I think we've, we've, we've covered a lot. But I think one of the things you just said there that I was, I was almost about to jump in, but I didn't want to di- uh, interrupt what you were saying there is like, when you just said they stopped, sent, they were sending this campaign, they were doing this follow-up with their customers on an ongoing basis. So they basically were saying they implemented a strategy to consistently communicate with their list through email and they were seeing an increase in sales. Yeah. They fell off the wagon and stopped doing that. They saw a reduction in sales. You know, so all this stuff, I know we've, we've covered a lot and we've given plenty of tips, but I think when all's said and done, what people need to take away from this is if you have an audience or you're building an audience, which should apply to everybody in business. So when you're at that stage in doing that, the bottom line of what everything that this really has been about is that when you implement a consistent communication strategy, your business can grow. And that's the bottom line. If you don't do it, you'll miss out on cash. If you do it, you'll increase it. That's right. So thank you guys so much for listening to us today on Just the Tips. I hope you join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern live. Feel free to call in at 888-627-6008. It's 888-627-6008. This is James P. Friel signing off from Just the Tips with my co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. We will talk with you guys. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.